0: Broadcasting live from our satellite studios in Boston, Massachusetts, it's time for the special on-the-road edition of Learning Insights, featuring learning professionals who are improving performance and driving business results.
1: Welcome to another exciting and informative edition of Learning Insights. I'm your host, Stone Payton, and in the studio with me this morning is our friend from Training Pros, Mr. Dan Collier. How are you this morning, sir? I'm doing really well today. Thanks, Stone. Well, you are a marvelous and gracious host. What a terrific facility. Uh, I mean, you can throw a rock from here to the water. It's absolutely beautiful. I don't know how successful you're going to be in keeping me and Holly inside, but uh,
2: what a beautiful city. You must love it here. Oh, I absolutely do. I'm I'm born and raised in Boston and uh, have no plans to leave it.
1: Well, you know, I grew up on the South Side of Boston. You did. Yeah, in Pensacola, Florida. (laughs) Uh, We also have in the studio uh, my co-host and roommate of some 25 years, Holly Payton. Uh, That is not the credential upon which we invited her to join us, incidentally. Uh, Holly, you've uh, got a little background in the whole training, development, learning uh, arena. What do you do when you're not hanging with us? (laughs) I'm I'm working with IBM uh,
0: as a learning consultant, as a change consultant but I'm really happy to be
1: here today and and speak to some very interesting folks. Well, I suspect you have a lot of questions, so I'm looking forward to hearing some of those. So without further ado, please join me in welcoming to the broadcast Senior Vice President, People and Culture with a company called Senior Link, Miss Diana Rivenberg. Welcome to the show. Well, good morning. Well, it is good to see you again. You know, this is not our first rodeo. We've done this before. I believe we've had a similar conversation at uh, a trade show or a conference or something, and uh, I do remember that that was a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to this one. To get started, could you give us and our listeners a little bit of a primer, just a mission purpose uh, uh, on SeniorLink? What are you out there trying to do for folks? Sure. SeniorLink is uh, an innovative healthcare company that's really trying to
3: create a new category. So uh, we provide support to caregivers who are taking care of seniors and other adults with disabilities in the home. And what's unique about it is that these caregivers are not our employees. These caregivers are generally family members and often friends of, of the seniors being cared for. Mm-hmm. And there are just so many of them throughout the, the country who receive no support, receive no pay. And SeniorLink has, has figured out a model to do that. So we are able to pay the caregivers a stipend, support them through a care team that consists of an RN and a social worker, and also provide other tools like training and technology to uh, help them to uh, manage their own stress, manage their own needs, but also take care of their, their aging parents or other family members.
0: Um, so when I read uh, a little bit about
3: the work that you're doing, you talk about a shared value culture. Mm-hmm.
0: Can you talk a little bit about what that means?
3: Yes, it's uh, it's interesting. SeniorLink, which in the, f- in the field goes under the name of, of Caregiver Homes, uh, the whole mission is really around shared value. So this, this concept of shared value is that you uh, have a business model where you're not only profitable, because otherwise you don't have a business, but you're doing something that serves a societal need. So it creates value for others as well. And our entire mission is focused on that. So uh, I think to a person, any individual that I spoke to within Link and Caregiver Homes, who oh, I asked, well, what drew you to the company? Why are you here? And they said,
1: it's our mission. It's our mission. We're doing something really good. So you were not always with SeniorLink. You ran your own consulting firms for for some time. What Mm -hmm. compelled you to to make the transition?
3: Well, this was a little bit of a surprise to me this year because I've I've run my own consulting firms for the last 12 years. And before that, I was internal in other leadership roles. Uh And SeniorLink was a client of mine. The COO is someone I've known for about 20 years, and he's someone I, I have a great deal of respect for. We've been colleagues. He's been a client, and, and, and now he's my boss. But uh, he, um, I just I fell in love with this company. I just I've been trying to help other organizations for years figure out the shared value model, help them get that into their culture, help them to be more prosperous by doing things that are better for society. And I thought, wow, here's a chance for me to help build this company, build this entire industry niche, and and do so in a way where I can have some strong influence over a number
1: of years and not just you know a number of months and it really is a niche isn't it? I'm not quite there yet uh, but and my folks are are healthy and active but they did just downsize from one home and now they're going to a smaller home and I'm not that many years away from my brother and I having to work through these issues and it's it does sound like you've carved a, a special spot in the sandbox
3: there, haven't you? Right, absolutely, and, and we're just scratching the surface. So right now this particular model, which is called structu- structured family caregiving, uh, kind of uses an adult foster care model. So the stipend is as if you were you know had a foster child, but this is for, for adults. And the stipend is not considered a salary, but it, it is some income to help the caregiver. And, and currently that's paid through Medicaid or managed Medicaid but we're looking at other opportunities to expand support to, to people who are caring for seniors, even on a part-time basis, who are not going to be Medicaid eligible. So is this something that might be attractive to managed care? Is this something where we can support people through technology? So we just, oh, I don't know, maybe a week and a half ago closed a deal to acquire a small technology firm in New Jersey. Wow. So it was called, it's called Vayu Technologies, V-A-Y-U, and we're looking forward to some exciting things coming out of that partnership.
0: I'd really like to ask you about the work that you're doing from an L&D perspective um, in your role at Senior Link. Um, what are some of the challenges that, that you
3: face from a learning and development perspective? Mm-hmm. The, the whole people area is so critical, and I'm not sure that there's much more critical than that le- learning and development. We've just hired a director of talent development who came to us from Zipcar. So she helped build the talent management function there, and before that, she was with Tufts Health Plan. And uh, what we're looking, what we're doing is really trying to build an infrastructure around uh, leadership development, management development, action learning, because we have a lot going on in the field. Uh, all of this has to relate to our culture. And I mean, every single initiative we have out there, like we're doing a, a workflow innovation process improvement initiative. And there's so many you know, learning and development needs that come out of there. We're putting in an LMS. So it's um, we're really building the entire infrastructure. I see. Um, you mentioned action learning. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit more
0: about what that means for your company?
3: Sure. I think um, you know so many organizations find uh, have a wasted opportunity because we we try to put the best and the brightest on these on these teams to make things better. You know we want to improve some process, we want to integrate companies, we're going to restructure whatever it might be. And if we're really thoughtful about that, then we we help these individuals to use this as a development opportunity and not by accident. So we'll have them set learning and development goals to help them become better leaders, better team members, better collaborators, better whatever, and and they can identify the the skills that they want to develop in, and partner up with peer mentors or more senior mentors to help to do that while they're also uh, achieving the the goals for that particular initiative.
0: So it sounds like they're really creating learning action plans that are individualized and and. Can be acted upon. That sounds great. yes,
3: and 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 we know from the you know from the learning space that the more uh, you're more likely to achieve those goals when you write them down, when you communicate them to others, and you right. make them public. When you say, "Hey, I need to learn to be more collaborative," then you know someone may remind you. Well, you know you've got two two ears and one mouth, and you should use
1: those appropriately. You know. <laughs> you know? So, Dan, are all your colleagues here in the Boston area this busy? I mean, it doesn't sound like there's much grass growing under your feet. You got an awful lot going on. I want to ask you about culture because it's a word, it's a term that gets thrown around a lot. And to be candid with you, a great many of us don't, uh, I'll just be honest, we don't really understand it. We certainly don't know how to change it. Like in our own operations, can you just speak to that a little bit? Give us a little bit of relief.
3: Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, culture is one of those real easy things you can do by Tuesday. You know, it's um, <laughs> right. Sure. Yeah, uh, it's. I mean, it, culture starts with the founder of the company, and it just it grows through. Uh, certainly, leaders have a great deal of influence on it. And um, I mean, one of the things you have to take a look at is every organization has something going well for it. I mean, there are, there are things that they're doing well. So I'm a big proponent on find those strengths, find those assets, and, and look for ways to build on those. And focus on where you want to go, not what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong, because all that does is kind of like drag people down and have them point fingers and play the blame game. So it's really kind of, all right, what's what's the best of the culture we have now? What's the, what, what is the culture we want to have going forward? And then there's a, there's a model that I use to kind of take all the things we do around culture and put them into three very important buckets, and that would be to lead, to engage, and to align. So it all starts with leadership. You, if you have a toxic culture, you have toxic leaders. There's something going on there that you need to change. Either change the leader or, or develop them. Uh, and, and, I mean, and I think leaders occur all throughout the organization. So we have a very distributed workforce. We have branch managers, you know, floating throughout Massachusetts and four other states right now. And those branch managers have a bigger influence on the culture than anything, you know, we're gonna do in the, in the corporate office.
1: Right. And then right. the now,
3: second piece is engage. That's all about employee engagement. Engage people early, engage them often. And uh, we have a, just a great opportunity in a company like SeniorLink and Caregiver Homes to, to really connect people to the mission. When you, think, when you understand how your work is really important to the bigger picture, and, and you do meaningful work and you, can count, and you can count those accomplishments and feel good about those, and you're receiving training and development, somebody cares about your development, somebody cares about your ideas, you have a good relationship with your manager, you're more likely to engage those people. You can't just throw money at people to engage them. Yeah. And the align piece is really aligning all of your management practices. So your hiring practices, your training practices, how do you onboard people, and How do you, you know, the people you promote, how do you make decisions?
1: Holly says, does the video match the audio? Does right? <laughs> the one match talk, right? That's important, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so when you talk about that
0: alignment, can you talk a little bit more, it, it, you hear a lot of people say exactly what you said. Mm-hmm. We have to align what we do and what we say mm-hmm. and what our leadership and how we hire and so mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. Far easier said than done. So talk a little bit about how you go about
3: doing that kind of alignment. Okay, yeah, it's kind of like what I call align the design. And uh, I mean, yeah, I think you start with one of the, what are those high, high leverage impact points. So for us, we, we uh, implemented a hiring for excellence program earlier this year. And that helps us to, and really kind of arms our, our managers with tools and training that they can use to try and select the best people possible. And then you look at things like an onboarding program, and that's not just the group orientation session, but how do you onboard people over the first 90 days of work? And how do you, how do you reach out to them? And some of that's role-specific, and some of that's across the board. But we're, we're about to implement entrance interviews. You know, so many companies do exit interviews to find right. out why you, leave, why you left the company. Well, we want to reach out to you 15 days in, 45 days in, 90 days in, and find out how was it going so far, and what can we do better? What are we doing well, and what can we do better? So it sounds like you you
0: mentioned at the beginning that you your company recently hired a, a talent manager, talent director. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you and that person are really integrated and marching arm in arm because you're looking at the entire gamut of talent from hire to retire mm-hmm. and where learning fits in. Can you talk
1: about that integration? Did you just make that up, hire to retire? That That sounds kind of cool. Write that down, Shay. That does. (laughs) Um,
3: Yeah, so there, I mean, it absolutely is the integration. So our, you know the person who runs our recruitment function—he's a manager of talent acquisition. I mean, that's what—that's what we're doing. We're acquiring talent, and then that has to flow through to: we, did we hire the right person? And then how do we get them started immediately? Actually, even before hiring them, to get them started off right, and then that integrates throughout the life cycle of of an employee.
1: So Absolutely. I want to try. A, I want to try a theory on you. See if I can get it validated. It's 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 my assertion that you can have shared values, but you can still have plenty of diversity mm-hmm. in your organization. Like for me, example, I listen to to both kinds of music, country and western. <laughs> Shay probably you know listens. He's a little. <laughs> he's not quite as long in the tooth. He probably listens to some other kinds of music. So we can have different interests. We can mm-hmm. be different uh, ethnic background, religious. Mm-hmm. But we can still, there can be some overlap on the important things with respect to the to, can you speak to that a little bit?
3: Oh, absolutely. So so one of the va- one of the core values at at Senior Link Lincoln caregiver homes is relationships. And that's relationships with each other in the organization, relationships with the caregivers, relationships with the individuals being cared for or, or referred to as consumers in this model. And what's interesting is while you know that value of relationships can go through you know through multiple branches, through the corporate office, through any location, what it looks like in each location can be different because each of our branch locations serve local communities. Right. And we have an incredible amount of diversity in those communities. So we, we work with ambassadors and community liaisons to really network within the communities within different ethnic, or, uh, ethnic populations to understand what's important to those cultures, build relationships in those communities, and, and try and uh, really promote the model. I mean, for us, like, promoting the model is more than the numbers on, on the spread chart. That means that we have, we have people that we can serve. We have people who we can help, and there are plenty more people out there that just don't even know that this exists that that could use the help.
1: I would think that there's a lot of people that don't know this exists yet, mm-hmm. and we certainly want to help you in, in getting the world, out, uh, getting the word out. Talk to me about protecting and promoting when you get beyond your walls, because I'm sure you have vendors, suppliers, uh, expertise that you're sourcing externally, but you you need them to exhibit some of the same. Behaviors if not if not actually hold these beliefs, right? Mm-hmm.
3: Absolutely So if we if we bring in consultants to work with us, you know, for example, we uh, we use some some of the consultants at training pros Right, and you know one of the one of the things that we do when we bring people into the organization is to help them understand who we are Not just this is the project that you need to do, but this is what's important to us Here are some key people you're going to work with here are some things to keep in mind and And here are the here are the things that we
1: value so what was that? What was that process like? Damn, did they set you down like in an old wooden <laughs> chair and beat you and say, "Repeat after me"? Or was it a no?
2: Fortunately, it was nothing like that. It was really, um, you know, understanding and knowing Diana the way that I do is is knowing the type of talent I want to bring her, and in those conversations yeah. when when they're interviewing and, and with your recruiter and the other people that they come in through um, the the fundamental values is kind of already there um it, it's really been a nice match for the for the consultants that we've been able to bring you and what i get excited about is is a week or two later when i check in on hey how's the project going and like this company is so cool and the people are great and we're doing great things and i hear nothing about the project it's all about the value project. <laughs> <laughs> It really is. They, yeah. they they get they get embraced by the organization very quickly, and, oh. they, and they feel that way.
3: Absolutely, absolutely. In fact, that we've had uh, someone working for us for several months on the onboarding program, and which has grown many arms and legs as we start to make it role specific. So she gets she's gotten to know us very well, and then we have a, a new person who just started, a new consultant who just started working on our workflow innovation projects. And she's working almost solely with this project team. And I think they gave her like a new project within days of her joining because they said, oh, Mary has this talent and we would like to use her, you know, for, <laughs> for this. And, and we made her use her name Mary Louise because she, she has the same exact first name and last name as someone else in the organization. So you're now Mary Louise.
0: Um, I'm interested to know how is SeniorLink using um, social avenues or, or technology to try and provide the w- all the wonderful support that you are providing to the caregivers hmm.
3: well we have, uh, we have what's called an electronic note so the caregiver um, has a tablet that they would enter in an electronic note every day about how their family member is doing or the, you know, the person they're caring for is doing and it's not just okay mom's fine that's it I mean there's you know a series of questions they need to answer so that we're we can monitor that remotely on an electronic basis and also do periodic home visits. So if something pops up on that note that looks like it's out of the ordinary, you know, mom, you know, went, uh, her medication changed, you know, she was hospitalized, there was a fall, something changed with the medical equipment. I mean, there, there are lots of things that can, you know, that can happen with this population. So, you know, we can we can use technology to monitor that. And as we take a look at what we're doing with value technology, I think that... Um, it will be amazing what healthcare looks like with technology
1: in a few years, and we want to be out front on that. So, what's next for you? Is it is it mostly focused on this work with the uh, VU and getting all that off the ground, or knowing you, you've got nine other projects. Are you allowed to talk about any of them?
3: Oh yeah, yeah. We are just really <laughs> looking at. I, I mean, we have you know we had a good you know uh, HR department in place before, but we are really truly building a people and culture infrastructure. So huge investments in the whole talent development area. And we're looking at every aspect of the business, too, because the company's on a growth path. So it was an entrepreneurial company, got to a certain size. We've got some great investors, and and we're really looking to grow it. And uh, so that means investing in not just the technology infrastructure, but every aspect of the people infrastructure. And that's talent development that is our hiring practices the whole talent acquisition area looking at you know the employee relations employee engagement space compensation and benefits and and going beyond like running reports to do workforce analytics and process improvement areas and and the cultural piece is really important because we connect with so many different communities and, and such a diverse population that we want we want that connection with with those ambassadors out there with our marketing group so there's employment branding that goes along with uh, the the corporate
1: branding You just touched on something that we'll have to save for another segment, because I I think it probably warrants an entire segment. But I am beginning to to appreciate the fact there is so much available in the world of analytics. Mm -hmm. I mean, there is just so much available. So when you come back, and and you will, we'll do this again Mm -hmm. sometime, Mm -hmm. as as you know, I'd really like to dive into that. But before we wrap... Could you share some counsel, uh, maybe shorten the learning curve a little bit, save some folks out there in, in your arena a little bit of grief? If they're just beginning to embark on this journey of trying to change the culture, and particularly if they're, if they're looking at um, crafting like you've done so well, this shared value environment, shared values environment, can you, can you share a little counsel with a little bit of advice you might? Uh I don't know.
3: I, yes, I absolutely can, and um, and forgive me because I'm going to do this as a plug. But <laughs> no um, as, as Dan knows, I, I had a book published last year called "The New Corporate Facts of Life," and the new corporate facts of life won an Axiom Business Book Award uh, late last year. Oh, so wow. I'm very proud of that. And at the heart of that book is a chapter on culture, and it, it really is about you know, how you have to uh, shift that culture. It talks about that lead, engage, align, model. Give some examples of companies large and small and in different sectors and how they have really aligned their people to their culture and helped to build their business in the process.
1: All right. So we know what we're going to get on the, on the Kindle next, right? Right. right? We brought the Kindle on the trip, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, no, but where can our listeners get their, their hands on this, on this book? They can go on to Amazon
3: or, or Barnes & Noble. It's really available on any of the major bookseller sites. Oh, yes. fantastic. And, and please
1: go on and write me a nice review, Stone. You got <laughs> it, babe. <laughs> well, I know it'll be a good review, and I guess it's, it's going to be every bit as powerful as this conversation. Uh, and coordinates for you personally, if that's appropriate, or uh, Senior Link if someone wants to learn more about mm-hmm. this uh, this service website, e- email. Uh, sure.
3: Um, yeah. Well, Link is the parent company, so the best, the best website is caregiverhomes.com. And on the Caregiver Homes website, you'll find information about the types of services that we provide. We have not yet linked up the Value Technologies onto the site, so that will be coming, uh, I'm sure, soon.
1: Yeah, well, we'll look forward to that. It has been an absolute delight having you back on the show. Thank you so much for coming. Well, thank you. It's, it's my pleasure to be here. I've really enjoyed it. And thank you, Dan, for coordinating this, man. You, uh, you're you batting a 1,000. You you know some pretty powerful, passionate folks, don't you? I'm,
2: I'm a pretty lucky guy here. <laughs>
1: Dan's pretty connected. (laughs) I can tell. All right, for Stone Payton, Holly Payton, our guest this morning, and everyone here at Training Pros and the Business Radio X family, uh, that's a wrap here from Harborside. We'll be back in a few. This has been a special Business Radio X production brought to you by Training Pros, your source for local learning and
0: development experts. Learn more at training-pros.com.